Well, well, well. What do we have here, dude? You know, 2020 couldn't get even more interesting, man. You know, I'm just wondering, you know, who's writing the script for this year? Because, you know, a lot of things have come out left field, right? You know, you know before it starts, you want to, you know, say, you know, happy Thanksgiving to everyone who's listening. I hope y'all had, you know, a nice relaxed holiday. So, you know, now, you know, I'll get to it. Obviously, you know, everyone's watching that, you know, Mike Tyson, you know, fight, right? Right. I was watching it, you know. And then, you know, the story of the night, it's not even Mike and Roy. It's Nate and Jake Paul, right? Oh, my God. You wouldn't believe the aftermath of what happened. So, you know, just watching, you know, the fight between Nate Robinson and Jake Paul. Nate Robinson will never live this down ever again, right? You know, you have a professional athlete in basketball, you know, fighting against a YouTuber. And, you know, you would think, right? You would think this is a lose-lose situation for Nate Robinson, right? If he wins, he's supposed to win. He's a professional athlete who's performed, you know, in the highest level competition, right? In terms of athletic ability, the dude's like 5'9", and he was able to dunk, right? Super, you know, elite athleticism, right? You got Jake Paul, right? I mean, dude's uh, dude has like what a wrestling background. I mean, that's about it, right? That's about it. And you know, Nate wins. You're supposed to win, right? You are, you know, a supreme athlete. Nate loses, right? You get clowned out for life, basically. So, you know. As I was watching the fight, I'm just one. I'm just watching, you know, Nate, you know, rush in, and I'm thinking to myself, like, what is he doing, dude? You know just how athletic Nate Robinson is. Yeah, he is. He coming in. Look at him. Whoa. Slow down, nephew. He got on basketball <laughs> shoes. <laughs> like, like, is this guy like for real? Because you know, it just seemed like the kind of fights you see, like between like regular people. Right, that just don't know how to fight. Like you see them in the streets or at school, you know, back in the day. You just watch it. You can tell, like you know, when people so like certain people square up, they just really get into that weird stance where they just don't know how to fight. Like you can really tell. Nate Robinson don't know how to fight, right? And it was evidence because of how much he was rushing into him. I was thinking to myself, like, dude, like, what's going on? Even Snoop was 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 clowning on you know Nate. He was saying that dude, he was like rushing in with his basketball shoes and stuff. And I thought to myself, yeah, you're right, dude. This guy's wearing some Jordans in the ring. And you know, probably Nate in his head thought to himself, like, dude, I don't even need to train. I am an athletic person, way better athlete than Jake Paul, right? Like. You can clearly see the speed, right? 
of Nate Robinson. Get him up there, Nate. Back him up. Get up out of there. Speed. Speed kill. Get up on him then, dog. It's just that this guy does not fight. So, you know, he didn't train. He didn't really, you know, take it as seriously because he thought to himself, you know, I'm just going to whoop this dude. Like, no problem. But when you start seeing Jake Posh, start clinching him, like, and starting hitting him, he was getting annoyed. And he was, like, you know, talking shit, you know, to him and stuff probably. Like, yeah, yeah, and all this stuff. Right? Second round comes, and it was like one shot to the back of the head. You betcha. Oh! Jake Paul caught Nate Robinson of the way. Good night, Irene. Robinson goes face first. You know, I'll grant it, right? That was an illegal kind of hit. Probably deduct points, you know, in a regular, you know, boxing match, right? It's illegal. He goes down, probably wobbly as hell, right? He just keeps falling down, right? You know, now you can tell who's going to win now after that. Like, like this dude cannot stand. Equilibrium's all messed up. He gets chin-checked, falls down again. And I'm thinking to myself, man, this is over. Like, this is over. Oh, there's a faint from Jake. Oh, mm. Cody. Oh, oh my God. Down. Lord have mercy. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Snoop, talk about dropping it like it's oh, Christmas, baby. Oh, Holy God, up. Lead me on. Let me stand. Right? And once he got back up, one giant swing to the dome, boom. This dude got rocked, and he got laid the fuck out, right? Trying to get night, oh, Lord! Oh, oh, Mamma mia, the problem child proven to be a big problem for oh, Nate Robinson. goodness. And of course, Call the ambulance, pick well, up the people. We it's over. Like you see his head dribble down on the mat like a basketball went boom. And I was like, what the fuck was that? Like, dude, Nate Robinson will never let this down. And you look at the salt after, you know, on social media after the fight, right? When he got rocked, man. Some of the funniest things you could ever read, right? You know, as Nate's soul was leaving his body on the mat. You see everyone trying to claim his black card. Like, this dude does not represent, you know, the black community. He let us all down. You know, you know, Nick Young's talking about, dude, he does not represent the NBA family. Everyone was hyping Nate up. Because the reason why is because he's, dude, this is a professional athlete, right? Professional athlete. So they're like, yeah, you know, let's go, Nate, blah, 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 and stuff. Dude, you get clowned on for life now. Even LeBron was laughing at that shit. We may never see Nate ever again, right? Yeah, I remember the times when Nate was trying to, he was trying to you know, get back in the NBA. Not anymore, dude. Like, he, we might never see him ever again. Like, unbelievable, right?
unbelievable. The amount of salt that, you know, a YouTuber, you know, beat down a freaking professional athlete is peak hilarious. Like, like there is a bunch of people that are probably thinking to themselves, man, you know, we you know, Nate's gonna, you know, fuck him up, man. Who cares? I hope Nate fucks him up. I mean, RNBA, dude, was saying, thinking like, dude, you know, Nate's gonna fuck up Jake Paul and stuff like that. No, 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 dude. No, no, no. Unbelievable, man. Like, the amount of arrogance, probably, from Nate, right? To not even really train for the fight. Say what you will about, you know, Jake Paul. But, you know, at least he was training, right? I mean, he was putting out, like, videos of him, like, boxing, right? I mean, what was Nate really doing? Like... You can tell, like, what the hell? At first, it was like, he was just ready to, you know, fight like, you know, people fight in the hood, right? And, you know, we don't do that, right? This is, this is the more, you know, gentleman kind of, you know, fight, right? Where it's, you know, office, you know, chess match kind of thing, right? Ain't happening. And you know the commentary, you even Snoop, man, singing hymns and just the amount of memes coming out from this will be tremendous. And you know, I'm glad. I'm glad Jake Paul won because this just makes things more funny. We need more laughter in 2020, right? You know, Nate Robinson will never live this down ever again, right? We will never see him in any basketball role. Maybe he will, actually. Maybe this might be good for him, you know. They, he, he, you can drum up some audience, you know, view for him when he comes up, and then you just clown him nonstop. It is over. And I saw the uh, disclosed, you know, purse or, like, prize money for them. You know, it showed that uh, Jake Paul and Nate Robinson – you know, got paid like what six hundred bucks. That's bullshit, right? Yeah, they have to be getting paid like you know, at least six hundred k, right? If this dude got knocked out for six hundred bucks, I don't know what to say, right? Like, you know, why did even they even take this? Why didn't they even take this fight? Like, is this guy even like? Is he broke? Does he like really need money or something? Like, why is he, why is he taking this fight from a, a YouTuber? And, you know, here we see that the prize money was 600, supposedly 600, right? So it was not even worth his time and all that. But if that really is true, he just wanted to, you know, he just wanted to fuck him up. Probably, dude. He gets his just desserts like nothing, right? Like, his legacy is laughed at forever. <laughs> right? Nate Robinson's always been like a, you know, that bench player, six man, because first of all, he doesn't play defense whatsoever, right? You know, 
he just he just scores. He's basically like you know the Lou William type, you know Isaiah Thomas type, where he, he's he's out there to score, right? And you know that's why you know he's been a journeyman around around the NBA. He just he just scores. He just doesn't play defense. He's he incapable of playing defense because he's just that short. So there's that. And now he will be forever known as the dude who got knocked out by Jake Paul. Easily. Easily, right? Three-time slam dunk champion, my ass. Two, more like four times. That dude got dunked on, right? Dunked on, head bounced on the map. And it was all she wrote. And, you know, you fucked up, bro. You fucked up, man. 2020, you're 2020 has been elevated to meme status, bro. And then you see all these NBA players trying to, or all these, like, you know, people trying to, you know, advocate for Nate. Like, hey, you know, we want to see, we want to see Jake fight against, you know, Ron Artest. We want to see Jake fight against, you know, certain people and stuff. Like, now you're just mad. Your boy got fucked up. And now you want to see Jake Paul get you know, beat up bad, you know, by other people. Like, you know, that, that's the amount of salt that I love to see, dude. Like, dude, Ron Artest, first of all, Ron Artest is a fucking psycho, dude. And then he had a, who, who's he, you know, James Johnson? James Johnson's a fucking black belt, bro. Like, you want him to fight against Jake Paul. First of all, the boxing matches between Jake Paul and, you know, Logan Paul and what they do, they're supposed to be on an even playing field, right? Where, you know, both of them do not have any, you know, combat experience to the point where it's an even playing field, right? You know, Nate Robinson has no experience, you know, boxing, right? So he's just a professional athlete in basketball, Right? even playing field or it's supposed to be an even playing field because you know the height and reach advantage should be to Jake because he's not a professional athlete compared to Nate Robinson, right? Nate Robinson's supposed to be way more explosive. Even though Nate is 36, his athletic, you know, ability should be even still greater than you know Jake Paul because you know of his past as a professional athlete, right? So it should be kind of an even playing field. Right, if you want to insert certain people in, like I don't fucking know, like, like let's say say you know Conor McGregor, you know fights Jake Paul, right? Or that's what he called him out for, dude. Conor McGregor's gonna wash this dude like nothing, like it's just not even fair. Like you can tell the difference between like someone who knows how to fight and someone who who doesn't, right? It's just not fair. Like people just don't know how to react on certain things if. You know, they get hit in a certain way where it's like they're not used to. Like, you know, you're not used to getting hit in certain ways by by someone who knows what they're doing. They're like, oh, shit. You know, you get into that flight and react and flight reaction and like, oh, shit, dude. Like, dude, what, what do I do? And, your, you know, your mind gets racing. You know, stuff like that. You know, I've seen stuff like that. And, you know, you're not supposed to really insert certain people like that. It's just, you know, it's just... Your way of saying we need, we want to see this dude get fucked up, yeah, dude. Jake Paul 
It ain't, it ain't happening, bro. You know, he ain't fighting no fucking Ron Artest and shit, bro. Yeah, y'all do some fucking clowns, man, for that shit. But over, all in all, bro, yo, this set the NBA back 40 years, bro. That shit was hilarious, dude. Shout out to Nate Robinson. You know, speaking of, you know, Ron Artest, right? Metal World Peace, you know, Panda's friend. Yeah, I saw some clips. Or I saw some, like, you know, stuff about him on the Old Smoke podcast with Matt Barnes and, you know, Steve Jackson. And they were talking about the Malice to Palace stuff. And, you know, some basketball lore. For those of you who weren't from that era, so I remember that era very clearly. Right. You know, because that was the era of me growing up and stuff like that. You know, the NBA was basically looked at as, you know, kind of a, you know, kind of a thuggish league that gangster, you know, energy personas, you know, leadered by Allen Iverson. Right. Allen Iverson was the guy. When it comes to fashion, what he's wearing, he was wearing the baggy pants, baggy clothes, you know, do rags, tattoos, corn rolls, all that stuff. That was all with the fashion influence of Allen Iverson, one of the most popular NBA players. Right? Everyone was wearing, you know, whatever they wanted. It went from, you know, the clean cut suits of the 90s and the 80s and all that stuff, what they used to wear to, you know, basically, you know, more kind of casual kind of, you know, look, right? And, you know, Alan Irison, you know, he always wore his, you know, heart on his sleeve. And he always showed who he was and where he came from, basically, right? So, you know, a lot of things changed after Mounds of the Palace, dude. Like, you wouldn't believe... Like the the sheer, you know, fast response. First of all, the context. Let's go back to the Indiana and you know the Pistons and what what they did. Those players, those teams do not like each other, right? Like they played each other in the in the playoffs, right? In the regular season, those dudes were getting to fights. I remember. You know, Jermaine O'Neal, he punched Ben Wallace. And dunk again, so he fouls him hard, and Williamson slams the ball off O'Neal in anger. O'Neal lands a punch on Ben Wallace, and then one on Curry. And look, Tree Rollins came in to break it up. Luckily, no one got bitten. Watch what happened again. O'Neal doesn't even go for the ball, and Williamson just throws it off of him. Both players ejected from the game. Oh, yeah, there was a game. Pistons won that 96-77. In one game, and I believe he got suspended. Right, this dude got into it with some guy named like Corlise Williamson, and I guess Corlise Williamson threw a ball at Jermaine O'Neal, and Jermaine O'Neal took offense to it, so he like pushed him. And then once Ben Wallace got into like you know the fray of you know trying to separate him, like. You know, Jermaine O'Neal basically sucker punched Ben Wallace. It didn't look like he was Ben Wallace was effective. Ben Wallace is strong as fuck, man. Like, 
Like, he should be in the Hall of Fame already, but I don't know why he's not in the Hall of Fame, but, you know, whatever. That's another story. But, you know, it was an outright, you know, issue. And then you fast forward to, you know, the next season, right, where they play against each other, and, you know, they insert freaking Ron Artest into that Pacers team, you know. That Pacers team is probably the best Pacers team ever assembled, right? Because you got Jermaine O'Neal as an MVP candidate. You know, Reggie was still on his last legs, but he was still, you know, the guy. You have Ron Artest that was implemented in the Pacers, and he basically won Defensive the Player of the Year last year on the Kings, I believe, right? Yeah, Steven Jackson, who was coming off fresh from Spurs as a champion. And, I mean, there's other players on that team as well that I must be missing. I think Mark Jackson was also on that team. But it was basically Reggie's last chance to win a ring, finally. Like, And they had the team to do it because that team was good. So, for everyone who doesn't know who Ron Artest is, like, people know this guy as you know the guy from the lakers and stuff like that yeah he's all smiles you know making jokes and stuff like that you know i'm all about world peace you know metal world peace panda's friend and all that stuff like it's all memes and stuff like that right i'm here to tell you dude for those of the guys who remember him who's driving on the bulls and stuff like that who bounced around the league this dude's a fucking psycho like, Ron Artest is, like, mentally unstable, dude. He was a great defender. One of the best defenders of the 2000s era, right? Like, this dude is a lockdown defender on the perimeter. But this dude is, like, unstable as hell. Like, you don't even know what this guy is capable of doing. Like, like that's the reputation of what, you know, Ron Artest got done, right? He's just unpredictable. He got some anger issues and stuff like that. And there's just incidents where he does like stupid stuff where he does like he just does stupid stuff whatsoever. And you think to yourself, like, damn, dude, like the fuck's wrong with this guy? Right? I mean, this dude broke, you know, Michael Jordan's ribs. Cause Michael Jordan was washing him, right? Basically. And like he broke his ribs. He freaking elbowed James Harden in the head, from I remember. Right, this dude. I remember this dude almost choked someone in the, in the league. Right, he he always does that headbutt shit. I remember him trying to headbutt Kobe Bryant and stuff like that. And when it was the Lakers, it was the Rockets. Right, I mean this dude's unstable as hell. Right, I mean this dude needs like medication to calm down. If I remember correctly, this dude literally needed like he was going to a psychiatrist. To work out his anger issues, and I was taking medicine. So all in all, Ron Artest is a ticking time bomb, right? So now you go to the mouth of the palace, right, where the Pacers and the Detroit Pistons they fucking hate each other, right? Now the Pacers won that game, like if I remember correctly, they're beating them, and Ron Artest basically fouls Ben Wallace on the last possession. Intelligent team tonight. Ben Wallace is fouled, and Wallace did... Oh, Wallace, right at our test. This 
right? And, you know, Ben didn't like that shit. So basically, he went up to Ron Artest now. If I had money to bet, right, in a fight between those two, I'm easily picking Ben Ben Wallace. This dude will fuck anyone up, right? So he basically big-boyed Ron Artest, backed him up, backed him up, all the way to the stands, right? And it was getting hectic. So they, so all of a sudden, you know, there's some issues where, you know, they're getting pulled back. You know, Ron Artest basically, like, you know, goes to the stands and just, like, sits there, right? He just lays there, and it was just all chaos just happening. All of a sudden, you got a fan throwing beer at him. You know, he gets up, goes to the stand. Bench to go. Now Artest has jumped over the scorer's table and is trying to get down to the bench. Artest is in the stands. Or he doesn't go to the stands. He looks back, and basically he punches the wrong fan, right? And, and you know, I, I thought to myself, like, yo, this is, this is, this is fucking wild, dude. Like, I've never seen this happen, right? You got Steven Jackson going to the stands and like punching the, the guy or something. I don't know. Like, there is a bunch of players running to the 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 audience to fuck you know whoever up, right? Ron Artest fucks up the guy. Who he thought threw the the freaking beer at him, right? And you know you got you gotta be thinking like, dude, as a as a fan, like, why the fuck would you actually try to you know, why would you try to fight you know an NBA player? It doesn't even make sense. I thoroughly enjoyed watching out of shape civilians get the shit kicked out of them <laughs> by professional athletes. It was fascinating, and I think as sports fans we kind of had it coming, right? Like, you gotta be thinking, like, dude, these guys are, like, you know, professional athletes, right? Like, 200, like, plus pounds of, like, muscle and stuff like that. You know, over six foot. Like, why the fuck would you, you know, actually attempt that? Right? So, it was just chaos whatsoever. You know, jerseys getting pulled, all that stuff like that. It was wild, right? You know, Ron Tesla is, like, suspended for, like... Then he got suspended for like 30 games or like or the rest of the season. Something like that. Yeah, he got suspended for the rest of the season. Right? A bunch of players got suspended. Ben Wallace got suspended for like nine games or something like that. And it was over for you know Reggie's, you know, championship aspirations, right? Because, dude, like, you know, your main guys are gone. And, you know, even Ron Test basically says, you know, I kind of regret that because you know i wanted to win for reggie and you know you know that incident happened so it was all that and right when that thing happened like dude like that was one of the most chaotic you know experiences from sports in general and i mean not just basketball sports in general like right right just fighting the audience you know you're, you're like and this is just was going on on tv too so you know you know you know dave stern basically you know pulls the hammer down all this shit right you know no more you know no more you know this kind of you know you know urban you know style and stuff like that we're, we're gonna we're gonna put some you know requirements in terms of how you how to wear you know how to dress and stuff like that you know media engagement like 
you get suspended for the, the weakest things now. Like he put the hammer down and you know on everything because he had to clean up the image for the league, right? So a lot of the stuff that you see now, all these weak ass fouls today and these flagrants and stuff like that, how the league became soft, it's because of the malice of the palace. They do not want another incident of that caliber ever happening again. Like, like why do you think the the NBA is so you know f- you know you know friendly when it comes to you know advertisement, you know sponsorships and all that, and commercials and all that stuff like that? It's because of the image they cleaned up because they wanted to you know get out from you know they just want to push you know that experience from the past, right? Like 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 don't even you know don't even bring that up ever again. Basically, that's what the NBA wants you know you to see. Right, so you know you get you get thrown out for the stupidest stuff now, for the flagrant fouls and stuff like that. You know, like you know, double technicals are so stupid. Like that's basically why, right? Like you know, you know, one player pushes the other player, and the player doesn't do anything. You know, double technical foul for both of you. Don't do that shit ever again, right? That's basically that's basically what the outcome is from what David Stern was doing, right? He needed he needed to clean up everything. Now Davis Stern has his issues, right? I mean, don't don't get me wrong, but he he actually did pretty good when it comes to that because now the NBA is you know makes so much money, you know so much guaranteed money as well from their players. Like even the role players are getting multiple millions of dollars now. Like he cleaned the league to the point where the amount of revenue generated for the NBA today. It's, it's like astronomical, right? So, you know, now, you know, with Adam Silver, he's kind of leaning towards like, yeah, you can dress whatever the fuck you want now. Like, no need for the, you know, suit and tie, stuff like that. It's, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna loosen up those kind of rules, right? Basically, because, you know, it's, it's kind of, you know, they want a more friendly, you know, family environment kind of stuff, right? More casual, where they're slowly testing the waters and bringing it back. But, dude, the Mouse of Pals was fucking wild, dude. I'm just remembering it, everyone talking about it back then. Like, yo, you see that? You see, did you see that? Did you just watch freaking Ron Artest, you know, fuck up, you know, these these attending fucking customers? <laughs> like, in the audience, like, did you see that, man? Uh, it was the talk of the town for a long time, right? And then, you know, it gets forgotten in the... uh in the, you know, upcoming years until later on, people say, hey, this is the anniversary of this. This is the anniversary of that. And, you know, you know, dude, Ron Artest is a wild man, dude. You got to be thinking to yourself, bro, like, for you to try to fight him, you're fucking stupid. Basically, right? But, you know, Malice of the Palace, dude, Bro, that shit forever changed. You know, basketball, dude. Like, like just remembering, dude, that shit's crazy, bro. Just going back now, like, dude, that was like one of the, that will go down in history as just one of the wildest things that you can ever watch on TV, bro, live. That was the weirdest. That was so weird, too, because you've never seen anything like that, dude. Like, like people going to stand, like the amount of chaos that was going on and stuff like that. Bro, like, 
Bro, that shit was wild, dude. You know, speaking of 2020, though, you know, a lot of the free agency market stuff, um, a lot of it's been coming out already. And, you know, the one team I guess I want to talk about is, you know, the Atlanta Hawks, right? Because they've been making some moves, right? Definitely making some moves, right? You got their draft pick um, where they drafted I don't know how to say his name, Okongwo or whatever. I, I probably butchered the shit out of that name, right? That was that was pretty bad. Onyeka Okongwo. But, you know, they dropped a young center. Um, they have a center already where they're paying a lot of money to in Clint Capella. They are signing, you know, Gallinari. They just got Bogdanovich. And, dude, they're making some moves right now. And, you know, it's that pressure, you know, of, you know, Trey Young where he, he wants to win now, right? I mean, he put out that statement, I believe, where he wants to, you know, see the front office, you know, make some win now moves. And here it is. Here's what you see. Right? Because no doubt, you know, Trey Young is, you know, Trey Young's a great player, right? Where, you know, he averaged 30 and 10, basically. Basically, last year in the second season, right? I mean, he will forever be li- linked to, you know, Luka Doncic, right? I mean, so, you know, for the Hawks to trade down and get, you know, you know, Trey Young instead of, you know, Luka Doncic, right? You know, you have to make, you know, the move work, basically, right? Because you don't want to be the guy who, you know, passed on, you know, a greater player, because, you know, he just doesn't fit, I guess, the culture of where the team is at, basically. It's kind of like, you know, the, the you know, dynamic. I mean, don't don't get me wrong, you know, you know, Tr- you know Trey Young, you know, Luka, they're both great. But, you know, Luka, Doncic in Atlanta, right? I mean, you know, he would fit, I guess, better because in Dallas. Because, first of all, dude, like, you know, Dallas's last superstar was, you know, Dirk Nowitzki, right? A foreign player, right? So, of course, they're going to be more, you know, friendly towards, you know, you know, Luka Doncic, right? In terms of, you know, basically believing in him, right? Compared to, you know, Trey Young, American, where, you know, who who's the last, you know, superstar on the, the Atlanta Hawks, right? Like, just think about it. Who was the last one, man? You, it goes all the way to Dominique Wilkins, basically. I mean, just think about, you know, Jeff Teague, you know, Al Horford. Those guys are not superstars, right? I mean, going back further, you know, Josh, Josh Smith, um, Joe Johnson. Those guys are not superstars, right? I mean, go and just keep on going back. Like, you know, the, the Atlanta Haw- Fal- Hawks, fuck, Falcons. Well, that's, uh, that was a slip, but, you know, the, the Atlanta, the Atlanta Hawks. Basically, haven't had really like a superstar kind of caliber player in a long time. And, you know, here you have Trey Young where you want to make the most of it. Basically, what the Atlanta Hawks are doing is they're paying a lot of players now to the point where once those guys are off the contract, they will they'll basically supermax, you know, Trey Young, right? So that's why they're kind of, you know, dilly-dallying on John Collins. Like, I don't know why. Because John Collins... Is a great secondary player, right? 
He just doesn't play defense. Or he's not really a, a great rim protector to the point where basically, you know, he just under he just doesn't have that ability compared to like, you know, Clint Capella, right? That's why they have Clint, Clint Capella on the team. I mean, John Collins is good. Like he averages like 20 and 10, basically, right? He's putting up all-star numbers. He he's he should be getting maxed. Someone will max out John Collins if the and the Hawks do not, you know, match him, basically. He's good. So, you know, when he got suspended, like 25 games, right? Like, you know, the Hawks basically lost a lot because they didn't really have anyone besides Trey Young, right? So, I mean, are you expecting Trey Young to average 30 again? Probably not. I mean, dude, like, more players are coming in the way. His assists might, you know, be higher. I mean, they may remain the same, but he'll just be more efficient, it seems like. You know, there's that. I mean, you know, the new starting lineup is way improved now, so they're not going to be, like, you know, super ass, I guess. Because when, when John Collins came back, they started winning games, right? I mean, you know, they're missing. I mean, they still lost a bunch of games, but, you know, with the extra help of John Collins, they're able to muster some games, right? And, you know, now you got to think, think, like, the Hawks, like, how much of a threat are they in the Eastern Conference, right? Like, they're going for the A spot, right? They're definitely going for the A spot. And, you know, I think they can do it. Like, dude, like, Gallinari's great. Um, you know, Bogdanovich is great. Like, they're, these guys are great additions, right? I mean, they just signed Chris Dunn, too, to help the backcourt defense. I don't know if they're going to start Chris Dunn and have him as the primary defender while Trey Young is, you know, you know, switched on. And he gets switched off to, like, a, a you know, just like a, a wing player where they don't really do any movement just to mask him on defense. But, you know, they've made some great additions. You know, Gallo, I'm surprised Gallo actually signed to the Hawks. Even though, you know, he did get a bunch of money. So that's more enticing towards, you know, him. But Bogdanovich as well. I mean, they really spent a bunch of money on these dudes, right? I mean, Gallo could have easily, could have easily went to, like, I don't know, Miami or any other place, only other place, you know, the Nets or something. Could have easily went there. Right? But, you know, he chose, I guess, to, you know, get the money. And once his contract is over, he'll probably sign wherever he'll go as a role player, you know, or to make a final run for the championship, right? That's probably his reasoning, right? Bogdanovich. No question he would take that money easy, right? I mean, this dude was a sixth man on the Kings. He became a star because Buddy Hills ass, right? Then Buddy Hills came off the bench, you know, sulking while this dude was putting up some great numbers. He was like, dude, I'm taking the money and possibly getting a starting, you know, a chance to get a you know, starting job where, you know, the Hawks basically, who, who do the Hawks really have? You know, that was their wings, right? Yeah, uh, what's that dude's name? DeAndre Hunter. Yeah, that guy. They got the other dude. His name is slipping me. But he's supposed to be a project too. Where you know he's supposed to potentially be a grade two win player. I forgot his name, but he he just 
just from his play last year, he wasn't really that great. But, you know, he's, he's still young and he's still uh, working out the kinks of, you know, how to find his way in the league, basically. So, you know, we'll see what happens with the development and come to the Hawks. But you know, they're looking pretty good right now. They're looking pretty good. They added, you know, veteran, veteran leadership, you know, defensive, you know, anchors, two defense anchors, the draft pick and Capella. I mean, we haven't even seen Capella play because the dude was injured, right? So now he gets a fresh, fresh start on the Hawks because the Rockets are, you know, basically playing some bullshit with the, uh, you know, the pocket rocket stuff, or they're basically their center was PJ Tucker, and he was six seven, and everyone was basically six seven, right? Six seven or under. And they just played better without Clint Capella. So, you know, and there's that, right? I mean, he he could possibly be traded too. Who knows? Like what's gonna happen? Maybe the Hawks, you know, accumulate more more assets, right? I mean, who knows? How they're gonna play right now because you know usually the uh, whole two you know bigs has been seen as kind of an archaic kind of uh, play style, right? I mean John Collins not giving you you know three point percentages that are high, like high stretching the floor kind of numbers. Like you know he has to play the center and once the center position he plays, he's not really good at even defending the defending the rim. And whatnot, right? So, you know, we'll see what happens. Like, how, how are the Hawks going to implement that? Because, you know, for what I see, I mean, I don't know why they don't just play. I don't know why you can't just start those two, right? I mean, for me, like, dude, NBA, like, you know, you got it needs to be more variety in a way where, dude, everyone plays the same style, dude, basically. And it sometimes gets boring to watch. So, I mean, I just, I just hope, you know, the Hawks can, you know, implement them because you could implement those two in the same game. I mean, can't you just pick and double pick and roll both of those guys like easy, you know, alley oops basically because you know the amount of threat that Trey Young can give you from his, you know, from him stretching the floor and stuff like that. I mean it's easily uh you know it's easily freaking can easily be done, right? To, you know, vary it up their offense and improve everything. Cause now you have Gallinari and Bogdanovich as a you know offensive threat. You know, Trey Young is super quick with it, great, you know, great handles, you know, and whatnot, where he's able to, you know, basically, you know, mess around people, basically. He was playing around with, like, these players and doing his, you know, one-handed dribble under cross, under the legs, stuff like that, getting people mad and stuff like that. Dude, Trevor Ariza was pissed when he did that. And he told him, dude, don't ever do that shit ever to me ever again, dude. Do not pick up ball. Right? And, you know, just... Just keep on doing that shit, dude. Who cares, right? I mean, dude, Trey Young is sh- is shifty when it was with the ball. He really does need to work on his shot selection, though. Because, you know, all those pull-up threes he does, it's kind of stupid. You know, like, sure, you know, makes it in, but he make, he's like, uh, he's not the level of efficiency as, you know, kind of Steph Curry you know, and Dame Leather, I believe, right? I mean, for Rob, from what I remember... I don't think he was even hitting 35% from three, right? I may be wrong on that. I think I'm right on that. But he needs to rework on that shot selection, though. Like, you know, it's all fun in games because now you're the, I mean, you're the only dude on the team who can, you know, score like that. Yeah, but, you know, now we'll we'll see what you're really made out of now. Now that you have caliber help, 
we'll see what you're really made of. And now I think I think the Hawks are gonna make the playoffs next uh, next season. Dude, they got they got enough, and it's the East too. Like, dude, I mean, what do you gotta worry about for the East? Your competition is with the Wizards. Your competition is uh, the Hornets, and that's uh. That's really not too much of a bad competition because I don't even think the Hornets going to even make the playoffs next season, right? And the Wizards, I mean, who knows what the Wizards are doing with John Wall or Bradley Beal too as well. So, yeah, I'm expecting the Hawks to make the playoffs, basically. And another week goes by, right? We're at December, and you know we're at the end of the line of a you know weird ass year. The year went by like pretty quick, and I felt like nothing much happened in a way because like you're at the same environment over and over again. Your house, right? It's locked down, stuff like that. Day in, day out, you wake up, wake in, you wake up, go to sleep, you wake up, go to sleep, right? And then you wake up in the same place, and you don't go anywhere. Right? So it's like, you think to yourself, you know, did the year really happen? Right? Did the year really happen? And, you know, just by watching that Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. fight, dude, the, the referee, his name was Ray Corona, bro. Am I living in a simulation where... You know, it's the people who are, you know, writing the script for, you know, 2020 is just putting stuff out there just to, you know, see if people notice. The dude's name is Ray Corona. Dude, how blatant can you get when it comes to, you know, this uh, subliminal messaging stuff like that? It's just crazy to me. Like, I don't know, man. I mean... You know, December is coming, and I'm just waiting, dude, like, for the epic season finale where there is a M. Night Shyamalan-level surprise where we didn't know was capable of. And, you know, we're close to there. I mean, dude, you got that metal, that freaking metal, you know, you know block in Utah that, you know, someone put in, put there. Someone put there for a reason. I don't know if it's man-made or whatever. And they just want to do a social experiment. I don't know. But it's just some weird stuff happening in 2020, right? And who knows? Will this continue in 2021? I don't know. But you can't say, you know, this year's been that kind of boring, right? I mean, there's some interesting stuff. that Just weird stuff that's happening and. I'm ready. My body's ready for this. But, you know, I just want to say, you know, whoever's listening to me, thank you for listening. Um, Hope y'all stay safe. If you can, you know, check out my YouTube channel or, you know, follow me on Instagram or whatever. It's just done. You know, it'll be greatly appreciated. And I'll see y'all next week. Hopefully some some more weird shit happens. But, you know, hope y'all stay safe. You know, peace out.